if you're going to already spend time here on Earth, you might as well spend that time doing something that you love, right? So what is so cool about this episode is that we will be talking with two actresses that participated in the music video, in the last music video we made called I Just Died. All right, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube, uh, type in I Just Died, Ricky Mendoza, and watch it. Watch the performances that are portrayed, which I just think they are magnificent. And of course, it was just so much fun to watch them perform and, and do their craft. And of course, just watching it all com come together in the final piece of the music video is just so, so cool. This music video was shot in two days. It was directed by Matt McCloskey, who we had a conversation earlier in another drinks episode. If you haven't seen that or heard it, go, go to it and go listen to it. It's a really special episode. Um, but in this episode, we have a really cool and interesting conversation about working as an actor here in Texas, specifically in Austin. And we talk about their just career in general because it's just so fascinating, so damn fascinating. I, I, I don't know, is it just, I'm just curious. I had burning questions to ask them because how do you do that? How are you a working actor here in Texas? And it's really interesting because there are actually a lot of productions here. A lot of stuff that is happening left and right. And all you have to do is just be there, go day after day, go to the audition and do it again and do it again. And once you get the job, you perform and do the craft that you've always wanted to do. So here is our conversation with Deanne and Eva. Welcome to the podcast. This is actually like the second podcast I've had with actual like guests. All right. Uh, people might be wondering, well, who are these people? <laughs> and so it's Eva, De how do you pronounce De Gaulle. your De Gaulle. Yes. All right. Awesome. And Deanne? Connolly. All right. And you guys acted in the music video for I Just Died. I just died. I have no eyes. Yet I see. And float around like a cat with a soul. Awesome, my devastated family. That is the, the music video for Ricky Mendoza and Screaming Hearts. And I was just like, first off, everything just snowballed from there. Um, Matt thought of the, of the idea. He called me, hey, I want to do this music video. And I know that he works in film and he does like big budget stuff. And it was just fascinating to me. It was like, oh my God, oh, really? A music video? All right. Um, so he's like, let's get logistics together. I have this idea and do this and do that. And then that's where you guys came in and we calling y'all and then set, setting you up. But let's start with that. So Eva, tell me about your experience on, on that. It was two days that we filmed, right? And so tell me about that. How did you, uh, first First off, how did you hear the song first? Or did you just say yes and then later? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like logistically, I went onto Facebook uh -huh. and I'm going through like the little casting calls and I see you posted something about needing some characters for a music video. 
and you listed that you needed two siblings, either um, female or male, eventually to be played by um, Manu and Joey fabulously. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I reached out, I sent in my headshot and my resume, um, and I was just like, hey, like, please consider me for these roles. And then you responded and you were like, well, actually, <laughs> would you be comfortable being considered for the lead? Um, the spirit. That's right. And I was kind of blown away when you like said that to me because I didn't even consider the spirit as like an option for me to apply for because it didn't have like a gender attached to it. It just said like spirit. Alex, I think was like a placeholder name you had for uh -huh. the spirit. Yes. Well, Matt had yes, yes, but yes, but it was like Alex and, and he told me it could be male, female, you know, anything. Yeah. So like, all right. So, and so, yeah, we were considering several options, and that's where you popped up. And was like, yeah. Dang. And so then, then, then what happened in the process? Did you listen to the song, or then what? Yeah, I listened to the song, got a feel for, like, the energy that was coming. Um, I coordinated with you and Matt on, like, what to wear and everything, coming to set ready. Mm. But... I got like a brief synopsis of everything that was going to happen. And a lot of times in film, that's all you get. And you just got to, <laughs> you just got to go in not knowing what you're going to do. And uh -huh. I feel like I had a little bit of context, but I had no idea like what I was getting myself into. Hmm. Um, and so I came in and it just went really smoothly because of how professional you and your crew were. And well, yes. I mean, most of, most of it is, is Matt's crew. Yes. I, I, you know, I, I, I did produce the music video. Me, me and Matt, uh, uh, more Matt than me, <laughs> financed the whole thing. Uh, and, and we did put it out as a story makers, video production company. But this was Matt's ship. This was, I mean... Matt held it was Matt's projects from point A to to the ending. Um, I, I I was you know as an independent music uh, as an independent music maker. You know we don't make any money at all. All right, at all. So I have to be uh, the I guess the person who provides money to the artist to myself. <laughs> So, so I have to make it possible for stuff to happen. And so when Matt approaches me with this project, I, as an artist, I, and as, of course, as a producer, is like, I, 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 what do I do? Like, what do I, like, logistics, is there anything? Where can I serve? to make this happen. You know, this can't be, I, I don't like, you know, projects, you know, sometimes fall off the cliff and fall off the radar because people don't follow up. They're like, no, no, no. How do I make this happen? And, and so me and Matt, and again, more Matt, <laughs> but I just want to facilitate every single step of the process. So there is no hiccups and there's no like, ah, oh, I didn't have enough help or, or anything like that. You know, like, does that make sense? Yeah. And, uh, and so, so it was just, ah, it was just fascinating. So how just Matt took this from, from script 
And I can only imagine that, like, also the confusion that y'all might have felt, you know, with, <laughs> with like, like you're handed a brief synopsis or? Yeah, he texted me a brief synopsis of it. And then um, before each shot, we'd kind of review um, the direction that we needed to go in um, and execute it from there. <laughs> yeah. And what about your experience, Deanne, with everything? Very much like Eva's. Um, found it, the, the casting call, and submitted my work and got an email saying I was cast. And um, yes, we sent the synopsis and the uh, song yes. to listen to. Mm -hmm. And I was very excited. So, and then, so, well, I, I guess we, we can touch back mm -hmm. on, on the music video itself and the process. But I am just fascinated by what y'all do as actors, right? And one, because there's like this balance where you're thrown in kind of like the music video where like, oh, yeah, you, you know, you got the job and you're thrown in. But a lot of the times it's just a lot of waiting. I don't know. Like, what is that like? What is that life like? Like, then feel free. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that's pretty typical, though. I mean, we pretty much, um, when it's, so this was, for us, for us, this was B-roll, which means there was no dialogue, because the song okay. was obviously going to lead the music video. Right. So we just kind of go in and really just do what we're told. Hmm. I mean, we're prepared to some degree, but we don't know what the shots are in advance. Um, hmm. We really don't know what's needed. Right. And we kind of have to access it as it's being set up. Talk to the director about each shot, find out what he's looking for, and do it. Hmm. So is that what happens in the process? You know, you go up to the director, what are you looking for? And then you just, like, like just do it. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Like, it, and what's fascinating to me is how, as an actor, you access your emotions, like, <laughs> like I don't even know how that that's that's even possible. Like what like so what happens in that process? Like, okay, you're gonna be very sad or what? I don't know. Like I well the funny thing about this shoot was the first half of the day while we were shooting at your house right? <laughs> in the bedroom. Yes. Uh that took a, the whole bedroom living room scene took a half a day. Hmm. So I cried for half a day. Hmm. And then we went on to the church and we did some of the church stuff. Okay. And I only worked one day. Eva worked both days. Mm -hmm. But I went home emotionally exhausted. <laughs> really? Yeah, I called a friend. I'm like, yeah, I cried all day. <laughs> <laughs> so My daughter died <laughs> and I cried all day. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, how does that work? Like, are you, like, that's got to be insane. That's true. I never even thought of that. Like, like, it's a matter of, like, all right, let's do it again. And then you wipe tears off, and then let's do it again, and do it again. Like, let's, next, let's get a close-up or whatnot. Like, the, what, you just do it on command? Or? Well, you pull from emotion, mm -hmm. and when that runs dry, there's a thing called a tear stick. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that, or what? It's just like a vapor rub kind of a stick that you kind of put near your eye. Another way to go is just putting a little vapor rub underneath your eyes, uh, which makes them water a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of pull more of the emotion out. Hmm. 
Yeah. And what were you thinking throughout that day of shooting? That my son died. Really? <laughs> oh I mean, God. you have to dig deep to get this. You can't just think, you know, of something that happened that wasn't fun. I mean, it has to be something that actually produced tears. And I'm not a huge crier. Hmm. I don't cry very often. Hmm. <laughs> so it had to be something, you know. And what was your process like throughout the... Like, throughout the shoot, like, what were you thinking? What was your headspace like? Yeah, it was really exciting for me because I had been learning, like, a lot of new techniques in college for, like, acting. And really, that was my first time, like, experimenting, trying them out and, like, seeing them successfully work for me. Like, it was great to see, like, my progress as an actor. Um, and so with Matt's idea and the synopsis, basically... We just have to accept what's given to us and take that and play the role. Um, and so, you know, reading that synopsis, going into um, shoot, I'm like, okay, my family is mourning. I'm dead. I don't know it yet. You know, these are all my circumstances that I need to accept in order to play the role. And from there, um, I, like the scene where I'm accepting death and walking into the casket uh -huh. it was like the hardest day ever because <laughs> leading up to it like being told okay you're gonna walk in that casket now I just felt so many emotions about it and um wow. having like taking in the character and everything getting a sense for everything um I like to personalize things to myself so you were talking about imagining like your son dying um and so I imagine like some personal things in my life too and just tried to like heighten my senses. Hmm. So while I was in a corner alone, um, like feeling my breath pick up, kind of like trying to psychologically like feel my emotions um, to get me into this state of being that I'm supposed to be in. It's hmm. a very vulnerable and difficult thing to do. But I think the key to getting yourself to a point in front of people whenever you're acting so emotionally exposed, I think you just have to accept that you're going to be in that state. Hmm. And I felt very supported by you and everyone. And so hmm. I was able to get into that state easily. Oh, that's cool. Wow. That's crazy. Especially, yeah. you know, with there's a camera person and then there's a director and then there's a the, the focus person and then there's a a sound per like it's crazy there's a lot of people there and it's it's just i we, don't know we block that out <laughs> really yeah yeah definitely how it, it, because it just becomes more about what we're doing in our process mm -hmm. so we're in our own heads and we're really not paying attention at yeah. all thanks to those other things that are going on we're so in tune with the characters we have to play and that we are in this world that i don't know every like you said everything around it kind of becomes muted when we have to perform our part yeah i i mean there are times when it's difficult i was doing a film in an elevator and I had two background people with me standing on either side of me who had never done it before, oh. who were talking right. while I was thinking about my lines and preparing. And then the PA, 
who was holding the elevator, the door kept opening and shutting, opening and shutting, opening and shutting. Right. And the PA started talking to the background people. And I'm trying to tune it all out and stay in character and think about my lines. So in those kind, those are extreme situations where it's hard, but right, right, right. But on a normal, you know, the, the set was so mellow. Okay. I mean, cool. working with Matt is so amazing. Yeah. I mean, nobody's. I mean, you just everybody's doing their thing. Hmm. And I loved that. And and I made lifelong friends out of that. I know. Oh. You yes. got you and and oh. Eva is like. I think of her as my surrogate daughter, <laughs> and we've done projects together since with Matt. Yes, <laughs> yes. I heard. Yes, yeah. so. and, th and that's one of the things that I also like. Absolutely love with capital letters and emojis. Like, absolutely love about doing art, pro music projects, music video projects, uh, uh, and especially getting out of your comfort zone and doing something that you wouldn't normally do. And doing projects like this is really, I've, my metaphor is that I go to war with people and working on a project that I'm kind of pushing, uh, we're all pushing uphill to make, just like, do it, like, do it. And we went to war and we won. Yes. <laughs> and so y'all are my war buddies because, Aww. because. <laughs> Because we went through this experience, all of us together, and it, it, and it happens like really frequently. I bet it must happen with y'all. And <laughs> well, Austin is a really small film community, huh. so we all kind of always stay in touch. Yeah. And every you can go onto any set and know at least a, two or three people. <laughs> oh, that's so, so cool! It is very cool. So tell me about like oh, well, okay. First off, you, Deanne. Uh, we were talking earlier about, but but tell tell us uh, everybody and Eva, like <laughs> when was the first time you were interested in this, and and not only the first time you were interested in, but how did you make it happen? Like, oh, I need to move to a city. Oh, I need to apply this, or I need to, or I'm already living in the city, and I need. To, I don't know. Well, you want the long or the short yeah. answer to that. <laughs> Um, I'm 60 years old. There's a lot of lifespan in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look great. You do not look 60 at all. And, 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 but like, okay, like you were a kid and you, you were, or how does that? Yeah, I was the kid on the weekends that would just sit in front of old movies for hours. Mm. Um, and so it was, I don't know, I think we were talking about that earlier. What age are you actually cognitive of, of yourself? And what you want to do, things you want to, um, you know, achieve. And I guess for me, it was like six, seven, eight. I knew that I wanted to act. Dang. So about 10, I started taking classes and did plays. Wow. And um, I modeled and I kind of did that until I fell into location managing. Hmm. And where were you at this time when all this was happening? I was in L.A. I'm from L.A. Okay. Oh, okay. So You're From the source? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was plugging along and plugging along and doing little gigs here, little gigs there, little modeling jobs. And at about 24, I was bartending, like we all have a – we all had a second job. <laughs> and uh, a location manager doing pre-production on Terminator 2 – 
walks into the bar, lays his photos out. And this is how old, long ago it was. Right, you know, right, this right. was what, 1989 maybe? Uh-huh. And I said, you know, he said, you know, oh, you're bartender. I'm the ab. I, you know, act and model. And he said, how about a location manager? And he hired me on the spot. So I did pre-production on Terminator 2. Wow. Became a union location manager. Because hmm. I think my thought process was, I just want to work in film. This is a sure thing. Hmm. So I'm going to take it for now. Oh. And I did that for 20 years, hmm. <laughs> 25 years, something wow. like that. And really long time. But like uh, acting and no, I no location manager. Just location, it, right? Oh gosh, it was a seven day a week job. I was wow. doing film and television. Wow. So I went on from Terminator Two to Disney, and then I worked out of Universal hmm. for a long time, and then I would do features over the summer, and then go <laughs> wow. back and do you know one hour you know television for Universal. Oh, wow. And then I had my son and started doing car commercials. Right, right. Um, but it wasn't until COVID hit that I was like, wait, I'm at the age where if I don't do it now and really start acting because it was always a regret, mm. then, you know, it would, I would have taken it to the grave. So I moved to Austin, huh. which is a funny place to move from L.A. But in L.A., you're a grain of sand. Yes. Austin is a smaller community. There was a lot going on when I moved here Mm. film-wise. And I jumped in. I got an acting coach. How long ago was this? Just curious. Since it was two two years ago. Two years ago. That's true. And even two years ago, it was pumping? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just starting. But, um, yeah, and I, in two years, got... An agent here, an agent in London, a full resume that I'm having to drop things off of because I've done so much work and and it worked out exactly the way I wanted. Wow. So I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm so happy for you. That's so cool. Thank you. And that it's almost like an uphill battle, right? <laughs> it was see, see there was a long journey to get here. But oh. I am, like I said, I'm at that age where it's like bucket list time. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. So. And, and what about you, Eva? Like when, like, when did that start? When did that little itch? The acting bug. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think middle school is when I really got into it. Like you, similarly, I loved watching like TVs and movies. Um, but I don't know. I was drawn to the stage. Hmm. I did theater in middle school all through high school and I don't know like ever since I started doing it I knew because before that I did soccer boxing girl scouts a bunch of like other (laughs) extracurriculars but like first week of doing it I was like I know I want to do this for the rest of my life wow yeah but then what and then like how how was that like okay I want to do this and then what you started like googling like how do i get my first acting job i don't know how i don't even know like anything like how do you get a job or what yeah um or whether like gigs or i think getting into gigs was more so about establishing myself as an artist first so first you find the passion for it mm-hmm. and you have to foster that passion and really solidify your knowledge and then i feel like after that it's 
then it's best to start reaching out, connecting with other like-minded people that share that passion and trying to get gigs from there. Mm. So that's kind of how I went about it. So first I got training. um, And then around my sophomore year of high school, when I started to feel more comfortable, Mm -hmm. that's when I started, you know, applying for accounts on casting agency websites and this Mm. and that. Um, And how do you do training? Yes. And you're you're here in Texas, right? You're here in Austin. Yes. All right. So how do you get training in Austin? Yeah. So I trained at Zach Theater ever since like seventh grade, um, mm. just doing their um, acting classes. And mm-hmm. I met a bunch of amazing teachers that wow. really helped me through my process. Oh, that's so cool. And yeah. I had no idea that, like, yeah, interesting. Yeah. And is that like a, like a course? Is this like? Or just a two-day thing? Is it a six-week thing? Years? Oh, <laughs> I, you know, ongoing. It's ongoing. Oh, really? You're always learning everything, and there's so many, so many facets to acting. Um, it's very like build your own path. Um, so if you want to be more film acting, you have to learn the technicalities of that. Hmm. Whereas if you lean more towards stage, then you have to learn. A lot um, just about like you can learn Shakespeare, more contemporary stuff, get trained for stage. Mm. Um, and then like going into that, like you have to learn about your breath work and the way um, like you can articulate your words. Um, mm. All of that and a lot of movement too. You have to learn how to use your voice and your body as an academic weapon. I'll, I'll use that word. Okay. It's, it's your artistic <laughs> weapon. Well, give me an example of that. Okay. So if I'm working with Matt and he gives me direction to be loud, then I have to know how to use my voice to be loud and tone it back when he wants me to. So if he's like, that's, wait, that's a terrible example. No, no. I think that's <laughs> no, a great is, example. Not. No, it's no. I mean, my next natural question would be, what if you're like an introvert? Like, yeah, I, I assume that you have to like know yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're given this role of playing like this very extroverted person, mm-hmm. you have to play, I, I assume, or yeah, or if what it, happens there? If it's written that the character is extroverted, you have to look at it and take it and say, yes, the character is extroverted. Like, this is a given fact that was given to me from the director, the playwright, whatever. And you have to take that, acknowledge it. It is your job to take it. You it, you can't be like, oh, well, I'm not an extrovert, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. you have to do it. And it's also not one tone. You're mm. just not extroverted through the whole thing. Mm. There's got to be variances to keep it interesting. Right. Huh. And then you have to hit marks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it can get complicated. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, like, dang. Like, that is insane. Like, as I mean, especially, like, you have to, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just it's just fascinating to me. And again, I don't know. So please, like, if, if like, explain it to me like I'm a five year old because I have no <laughs> idea about anything about this world. But that that's fascinating. Was was there like a like a a movie, a, an actress or actor that you saw that you went like, oh, 
wow, that is calling me. Is there a, a like a person or a movie that would? No, maybe for me it was the oldies. Which ones? Um, well, they weren't oldies back when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I now mean, I've been fascinated like, because like movies that they did like. I know. Five, ten years ago are oldies now. I was like, well. Well, now the people can, they're almost silent movies, you know. Before, back then they weren't. But like Susan Hayward mm. and mm. some of the old, you know, actresses. Um, Ginger Rogers. Oh, yeah. um, the musicals. That's so cool. Yeah. Frank and Sinatra. It, and you were seeing this as as. Yeah, as a little girl, and I was like, wow. Just wanted to do that. Yeah. Shirley oh. Temple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we were talking a long time ago, you know, <laughs> but this was the 60s. Right, right. So I'm watching it on a black and white television. I'm watching a black and white movie on a black and white television that wasn't really that long ago back then. I know. But like I said, now it's practically a silent film. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah. Um, my kid asked me about, like, VHS tapes and how, how like, the... <laughs> Did you like rent them and then put them in? And it was like, well, how do they work? I was like, I, I don't know. I just, just like, <laughs> hey, I turned my 24 year old onto all the oldies. Like, Frank Sinatra is like one of his favorite artists. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I made sure. <laughs> I love It's a Wonderful Life. I don't know what, what about that mm, film. Oh, I just yeah. love it. Jimmy Stewart is amazing. Yes. How about you, Eva? Like, was there like a movie or something that like, caught your attention yeah um I guess just growing up like all of those Disney and Nickelodeon shows <laughs> I don't know growing up on the internet like having early internet access mm -hmm. as a kid I feel like our my generation is very different um like I feel like so many people want to be actors because mm -hmm. of like they want to live a world that they could never live in their real life. And so everyone huh. maybe gets that passion from like a young age. At least that's kind of how I felt like watching these these Disney and Nickelodeon shows as like a fourth grader. Because I was like, oh my gosh, like they're living these big, fabulous lives. And uh -huh. that glamour is what draws so many people into acting at first mm -hmm. is because people only want to do it for, you know, like money, fame, glamour, all of those things. Well... Ah, which is not the reason. Which is not the reason to be an actor. Yes, at all. That's I mean, it's not the motivation. Fucking hard, man. Like it's hard. Uh, like, and so, what was the first time? Or I know it probably happened a lot of times, but for y'all, because there's always that high. Um, yeah, you know, me as a musician or a video production person, of course, I'm attracted to the glamour. But then there's a lot of work. That's <laughs> like people don't realize. Like, actually, you have to do it like all day long, or you know, whatever. You have to be sad for like all day, and and it's hard. And so, when was that point where like, oh, this isn't glamorous. This isn't like. Was there a point where uh, you realized, or you just just hard work, or? I guess. I did realize that early on, like even when working um, like on stage in like stage theater, um, having to work with like an ensemble full of people, you're going to get like a lot of different personalities and a lot of different like 
people coming to contribute to the table and immediately having to work with an ensemble of people is gonna slap you back into reality and it's gonna be like oh this is a team effort this isn't about me mm. um so if you haven't done stage theater you need to because <laughs> yeah and for film i think the most humbling thing is being an extra i think if you're i think if you're new to the industry it's a great thing to do mm. because it gives you a sense of what production is well what about you dan like like when was that experience for you like uh, like when you started doing acting, especially like in, in, you know, 2020 and all, you know, when all this was, was you were here and you said like, I'm going to be an actress. And was there a point where like, Oh crap, this is hard. No, because from early on, that was never what I wanted. Um, was that side of it. Mm. I wanted to be other people. Mm. And, and create characters and um, not be myself, I hmm. guess, if that makes any sense. Yes. So I went into it, and because I was a location manager, I knew the business inside and out, behind the scenes, in front of the camera. So I already knew what I was getting into, and it was never, ever glamorous. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, maybe the parties and the premieres, and but... Um, most of the time, you don't even want to go to the premieres because, honestly, you don't want to see yourself on the big screen anyway. Um, wow. So yeah, that was never the side that interested me. It was always the becoming somebody else. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and I, I mean, I assume that y'all have done all sorts of work from being an extra to being like a character on film. Like, what is it like to be an extra? Like, I don't know. I don't know anything. It can be fun. Yeah, it can be really fun. You can oh, really? Make, you can make really close friends. Yeah. But what is that day like? You go on set and then director says action or like, all right, everybody in the black dress is over here or what? They're 12-hour days. 12-hour mm -hmm. days? Minimum, generally. Okay. Wow. Generally. It depends on what it is. But, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. You go on set, you're told what to do, where to stand, and you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard this rumor where there, you know, where people are acting and it's like a disco or a loud bar or whatever. And the actors are doing their dialogue and the background actors, which I assume are extras, is that the same thing or no? Yeah, yeah. same thing. Okay. <laughs> and... They look like they're talking, but they're not talking. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just mouthing. Mouthing. To just. Do you get trained to mouth, or is this... <laughs> <laughs> you just? No, or you can just say watermelon over yeah. and over. That's like watermelon, 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 and you can't really tell. <laughs> it just looks like you're talking. <laughs> but you have to like. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's crazy. That is fascinating. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like, wow. This is, this is all, uh, I don't know. I, and I've done some independent films myself. Um, and I, I told Matt, you know, ever since I met him, he was the, the first drummer that the Screaming Hearts ever had. And, uh, and it's just a fascinating musician and artist, uh, uh, you know, just uh, as an overall person. And, and he, 
while we were talking, it says, hey, you know, I've done some independent films, and I've, but nothing at the scale of, like, these are, like, uh, like $10,000 to $20,000 independent films, you know, just, like, all right, stand there, you know, get there, blah, blah, blah. you know, probably maybe two or three extras, you know, like, super independent films. And, um, and while he was telling me on the stuff that he worked on, it was, like, these huge you know, big budget, everything. And that that's what's cool about it is that, and I bet this probably happens to y'all. I mean, working in this music video, which had a budget of like very close to zero <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, work on, on, you know, but like on theater with bigger productions, then of course, feature films with huge million dollar budgets and whatnot. And that's what's so cool. And I guess that, that keeps things versatile and at least for, for me as an artist and what I impart, whenever I impart advice, I guess, to young artists is, is like to take anything and like to just work and just work and just keep working. Is that a factor like, um, or how do y'all like, what, what is the process in that? Like, like. What do you, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is that would you take the $0 paying job or I mean, uh, you know, the minimum paying job to just to keep working or what is that process like? I always say that it takes at least $100 to get me out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> to, because I, especially as a woman. I mean, we have to we have to put our makeup on, do our hair, mm. pull our wardrobe together. I mean, it's a lot of work, and then drive yes. to set. Mm-hmm. So it's got to, got to at least be making a little something. Of course, but yes, definitely work is better than no work, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning, you do the student films for free. You you know you you do whatever you need to do to pull your reel together, yeah. mm. and then you know you start to become a little more you know, um, choosy about what you take on and. Oh, that's, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, I have an idea. Um, we're going to see the music video and then we're just okay. going to chat. Well, and we can pause <laughs> and we can, you know, do whatever we want. But I want y'all to just see it and then just comment it see <laughs> while the video is running. I love this. Right? Sounds fun, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let me pull up YouTube. I don't want y'all to see my YouTube algorithm. Yeah, it was so surreal watching you get into that coffin. Oh, <laughs> it, that was hard for me, too. Like, I was standing there, and I was oh. just kind of, yeah, I could feel the tears kind of start to run down my face. It was just too much. Oh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yeah. All ready. right. You want to skid over? Sure. I love your costume. <laughs> I never got to tell you that, but oh, okay. the black on black just looked really good. Thank you. So when I came out and did this scene, I actually didn't realize at that moment, that Eva was a ghost. So 
I remember being in that room and I looked at her thinking of my daughter, my sons, my husband. And then after, um, I'm like, was I even supposed to look at Eva? <laughs> was she not supposed to be there? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, but it worked out okay. All right. Yeah. And I also remember when we broke your windshield. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Oh my God. How do we take off that rear view mirror? <laughs> <laughs> we had to replace the whole windshield, but oh, hey, yeah. it was okay. It was worth it. Oh my gosh, he felt so bad. He <laughs> And I'm still in touch with everybody. Oh, so that's nice. so cool. Joey. And it, like, for example, like over here, Eva, like, uh, there's like a pep in your step, right yeah. there, right there. Yeah. <laughs> was that on purpose? Yeah, Matt was like, give a bounce. <laughs> he was like, be ready to go. Like you're ready to walk in. I can't touch oh, and this was a pickup shot. We had to shoot. Like, yeah. like a few days after, right? Yeah. What were you thinking there? It was like. Yeah, what were you I love that. I, I was thinking like, what's going on? Why is my family here? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, that was the big oh shit moment where I had to run. And then you run and they, we just, they just capture you running. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I had to drink a lot of water because <laughs> there was a lot of running. Yes, and this was filmed in the summer. Yes. And then this is my friend, who is he's an extra. <laughs> Shout out, Magda. <laughs> Why doesn't she see me? <laughs> oh, I love the Sahara Lounge. It's such a great space. Right? Like, shooting here was so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, I was sorry mom wasn't in this thing. I know! Because <laughs> I would have loved to have been dancing. Yes, excellent job, Eva. Excellent job. Yeah, this part was surreal. I love how the, the camera just stays there. I started to tear up. He had to put his arm around me. Wow. Yay! Oh my god. We went to war and we won. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Well, anything else you guys like to share? No, no, I, I don't think so. I'm just so happy that I made friends like you guys, and and I'm just so humbled and so um, appreciative, deep with gratitude that that y'all are like super beautiful human beings that I get to call my friends, and uh, and 
trust me, like anything that y'all might need, um, music, I don't know how I could be of value. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, consider me my friend. Consider me your friend. friend. Yes. Yes. Ditto. So, Ditto. thank you. So thank you all. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, I hope that, uh, oh, uh, Instagram, the, 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 like, do you want people to follow y'all or you don't care? Sure. Or? Uh, so it's Deanne C. Connolly. Okay. So D-A-N-N. And then Connolly. C and then Connolly. All right. Eva? Yeah. My Instagram handle is Eva DeGaulle. <laughs> E-V-A-D-E-G-U-E-L-L-E. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, gals. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I feel like we need a, something stronger. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eva. Thank you so much, Deanne. I, I just love the fact that I get to work with people from other fields. We, it's almost like I get to go to war with them. It's the war, it's a battle against life. <laughs> and we're all in this together in this project. And we have to get it done, and we have to get it finished. And in this case, it was, and it was magically done. Masterfully done. And what's cool about it, what I take away the most, is this beautiful friendships. I get to be friends for life. It is so damn cool. It is so damn cool. I don't know. I, I, I just feel eternally grateful for everybody that came together to make this music video. I just thought I have no eyes Yet I see And float around like a cat with a soul I saw my devastated family an unpleasant scene of despair Yet I can't do anything I can't touch or say I'll be okay Cause I don't even know that I can't even feel the fear Of not knowing No hunger, no smell, no longing just peace Just peace Just peace I feel the love of love from you You miss me